When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to On The Line. It's Tuesday, September 19th, and we're back for another episode featuring the top storylines in high school cross country. I'm Corey Mall here with Ashley Titians. On today's show, we'll tackle Woodbridge, three big meets from the weekend, our picks for national contenders at this point in time, and our national meet of the week, which is the Wingfoot XC Classic. As always, if you listen to our show, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, let's jump into it for starters. And actually, it was hard to start with anything other than Woodbridge this weekend. Yes. Biggest meet on the calendar. Fast times. A little controversial at the start, but other good things happened on Saturday. But let's start first with the course. Uh, there were some issues with the distance on Friday that was resolved on Saturday. What are your feelings on the three-mile course running longer on Friday? Okay, so I know this is, like you said, very controversial, and I have some interesting opinions, I feel like, and it may not be the right opinion, but I get it, You're, you want to go to Newbridge, or not Newbridge, Woodbridge, to run a really fast three mile, like that's the whole point, you go there, that's why you bring your team, you're going to race against the top athletes, like you want to run a fast three mile. I get they've like moved the course around and stuff, but like... The fact that they already ran it on Friday, athletes already competed on this course. Yes, it was closer to 5K, it seems like, you know, was it 3.07 or something like that? Uh, 7.9, 3.079. Gotcha. I yeah. Um, I feel like you can't then go back, even though, yes, you have the sweepstakes races, the high profile meets or races on Saturday. I feel like it's just not fair to go back and then change it. I get why they did it because they want, you know, they want to kind of own up on that promise like you know hey you're going to come here and run really fast but i also don't feel like it's fair to have the competition already start and then the next day you go change it yeah i get that i think most people get both sides of it it's a great great area here I, you know i think when you make a mistake and you admit to it and you, and you try to make amends i think that's what you should i mean that's how you i think most people should approach life it's like you make a mistake own up to it yeah and fix it and that's what Woodbridge did on Saturday. They, they fixed the mistake. They obviously understand that people paid money. They're coming from out of state to run the, one of the best meets in the country. And you want it to be as close to what you, you envision it to be as possible. So, um, and, and the other part of this too is that like Woodbridge like has moved location in mm -hmm. recent years. It's not in the same place. It now is in the uh, Orange County Great mm -hmm. Park soccer complex though i think you still have to build that right so it's not like you can go back to the well every yeah. year and say this is the same course every single time it kind of changes and maybe that's where sort of the issue comes into the place in the first place um should they have kept it a 5k maybe but but honestly i would have rather had the performances on saturday at the actual distance because that's what you came there to see um and anything other than that's kind of a letdown i think so um i will say this one other addition i mean when you make a mistake and you fix it, that's one thing. Uh, 
I think, but you, you got to accept the fact that people do come to this course to run fast. And like, I get that people, you, cross country is cross country. You want to run to compete, but like, you can't have it both ways. You know, um, it can't only be about like, let's run to win. Let's run the course. It can also be about let's run fast too. Like those things aren't mutually exclusive. So if a team comes to California to run fast, like that's okay. Um, and I'm glad they made the, the decision to change course and ultimately great day, great performances. <laughs> um, bigger storyline from Woodbridge, Jane Hedegren winning, Evan Noonan's final mile and win, Harriman's ascendance, or the J. Sarah Catholic girls being the best California Gosh, team. those are all almost like on equal footing in a way. Like so many crazy things happen. I'm like just checking my phone at the, the results and I'm like, what is happening out here in California? I think I have to go with, I mean, this may be the simplest answer, but I think Jane Hendegren's win, just based on how that win came, was the most impressive to me. I mean, she outkicks Elizabeth Leachman, the sophomore from Texas, to log, I believe it was the fastest three mile ever in high school cross country history, 15, mm -hmm. 1532.5. Yes, by, if that was 157 speed ranking, beat Leachman by a tenth of a second, which mm -hmm. is absolutely insane if you watch some of the highlights of that race too i think what's most impressive to me are the the tactics that she employed you know she let leachman go out and lead that race early on and like do a lot of the dirty work right but then over those last miles she just kind of you know sat on her shoulder in a way and then she trusted her kick there to just barely get ahead of leachman there at the line so to me i feel like that that makes it even more impressive to me just the way she ran that race it was pretty you know masterfully executed and then i also want to mention too even if you're looking at the girls race in general you had i believe nine athletes under 16 minutes for three miles pretty crazy yeah and leishman real deal right i know i feel like the, you know maybe some people you know you're looking at the, the patriot, online <laughs> patriot invitational earlier and yep. like there wasn't really a, a exactly yeah and i feel like people on you know some of the online threads were like who is this leishman person is this legit i yep. think this solidly can show that she is absolutely legit yeah mm -hmm. took it to Hedengren on Saturday um got to walk away happy there right yep. all the girls in that top 10 I would think can Ran walk really away well. mm -hmm. satisfied yeah um I I these are all great storylines I mean I, we wish we could talk about all of them but we got to pick obviously and uh, I'm gonna go with Harriman again you know I just have to reiterate just how crazy a a switch this program has made over the last couple of years under Seoul Harriman was a good team um, before Souls. Their, their, their highest finish at state was second in 2017. In, in recent years, they've gotten to state, they've performed now. They had they had a girls champion, Eddie Bruning, in 2021. But once Souls, they're a different team. Yeah. Their, I think, ambition is so much higher. Only fourth at states last year, but second at regions, third at nationals and this year it feels like they're coming after everything mm -hmm. they're yep. coming after that state title um they're coming after regions they're coming after nationals and and woodbridge was another reminder that like this team is here to party, <laughs> <laughs> to party. <laughs> honestly uh they they ran fantastically you know through that whole group and it's it's a credit to the work ethic and the, and the training and all that stuff it's a credit to souls it's a credit to the utah high school for buying into that whole concept and allowing them to succeed so harriman great story right now and rankings are coming at coming out today harriman number one in the team rankings uh after their last couple of weeks so they've earned it one last thing from woodbridge a result that you saw that will make a difference come November. Now this may be something kind of under the radar, but I saw the results and I'm like, I think this is really important for this team going forward. Alexandra Fox from Flower Mound, she 
is off to a great start this season and she finishes as the team's number one runner. Now last year she was consistently their number three runner behind Sam and Nicole Humphreys, but she runs 16-23 just ahead of Sam Humphreys there at Woodbridge. And I think that's gonna be really, really crucial, right? You know, Flower Mound's gonna be one of these teams that's competing for a national title. They're gonna be wanting to finish well as a team, both at states and nationals. And I think if you, you know, Last year, there was a little bit of a gap, I believe, between Sam and Nicole and then Alex back at their number three. But if she's running like the exact same times as, you know, those two sisters there, I think that's really crucial for Flower Mountain if they're going to be able to beat some of these other teams, you know, like um, South Lake Carroll and, you know, in Texas and that sort of stuff. So we're still waiting for Nicole to open up as well for her season. But once those three are back into it, I think we could really see what, you know, they're capable of this year. Very, very foxy. <laughs> Uh, on the other side, I think got to give a shout out to Great Oaks boys. You know, we just talked about Souls, and once he left that program, he he was the only coach they ever had. They brought in Tammy Drawin, and you know, it's natural to think: is there going to be a transition of ways? Is there going to be a downturn a little bit? No. Um, this year might have been the year, but they have re flatly refused to have a downturn. Great Oak has it turned out uh, a great start to the season so far. Cool Breeze win, uh, third here. They ran awesome. I mean, Great Oak is the kind of school that has resources. 3,100 school, 3,100 students at at Great Oak High School, so they're not hurting for numbers and running. But really, like you have to create a culture. And even after it seems like Souls left, that culture persists under Johan, and she's done a great job, sort of recapturing it and bringing them. You know, continuing to have them up at, at the spotlight in California cross country. They were second in states last year. I think they have a chance to win it again this year. So great Oak, great performance at Woodbridge. And I think that'll matter come come November. We're gonna, we're gonna now get to the three big things we saw this weekend, starting first with a showcase at the <laughs> Southern Showcase in Alabama. Well, we know Huntsville is a very fast course. And I think we, we saw that happen this weekend at the Southern Showcase. And I think my biggest takeaway here is, you know, looking at the boys race, Bell and Jesuit boys from Florida, they are absolutely legit. They go to Huntsville and they go 1, 7, 16, 18, and 42 to win the boys' championship race with just 73 points. Looked like some rainy conditions there as well. They beat out New Orleans Jesuit, who's one of our top teams in the those early season Milesweet 50 rankings, and they beat them by 51 points. It's a pretty wide margin there. And their team leader, too, Joshua Ruiz. I, I don't know if I'm... I'm a little surprised by his time, to be honest. I mean, he ran a U.S. number one time of 14.38, and um, you know, they have a freshman, too, on their team, Marcelo Manticon. He finishes ninth in 14.52. And to go a little bit more into Ruiz, that was his first time ever under 15 minutes for 5K. And he runs a 14.38, like, U.S. number one time, which is insane. Yeah. So Picked a good time. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no other course is going to offer you what John Hunt Park offers. That's and for sure. Manticon, too, top freshman time at 5K. Yep all-time passing Keegan Smith, who was in this race. Um, yeah, Bellin's good. And I got a couple texts after the race saying, yeah, no, they, they're good. They're definitely good. I don't think the sky's falling. If you lose to Bellin Jesuit, I mean, I think New Orleans Jesuit and Farragut are still really good, too. They won 2-3. Um, also, Jesuit, New Orleans Jesuit wasn't with, with, with Michael Focke. So with him in the lineup, they're a little different, too. But I think my takeaway here is just the Southeast, the star power there. Some of these names I think we'll, we'll see down the line. Miles Raymer, uh, 1439, Ethan Edgeworth, 144, I'm sorry, Miles Raymer, 1439, 
Edgeworth, 1440, Tommy Latham, 1441, Jake Liebert, 1443, Smith, 1449. When you get to John Hunt Park on a good day, I think anything can happen, yeah. especially when you put fast guys there together. We saw that, I think, two years ago in 2021 at the championships when you put the best teams in the country there. It was just amazing. Like 40-some guys under 15 minutes is just a place that people go to run fast. Um, Liebert's an interesting case. He was sixth at running lane last year. He also ran at the Southern Showcase last year, and he improved upon his best there. So Liebert is a top guy. If you kind of want to use him as like a pivot, where am I comparably? Mm -hmm. Liebert is a guy to look at because he's had success at that course before. And then just the girls too, five girls under 18 minutes, 30 girls under 19. Um, just crossing our fingers for December that there's good weather and we're not going to get um, doused with rain I'm, again. I was going to say, I hope not because that was a little disappointing last year yeah. that it was just, you know, it yeah. rained that whole morning. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was soggy. Next topic here is the Adidas XC Challenge. Uh, biggest storyline we're taking away from this race. Well, shoot, I think there are a lot of storylines here as well, similar to Southern Showcase and Woodbridge, but I think the biggest one has to be Ty Stewart. I mean, he may, I think he may be one of the most underrated guys in the country at this point. He runs a U.S. number two, 1438, I believe just a tenth of a second behind what Joshua Ruiz put up at the Southern Showcase, and he earned a 192 speed rating, wins the Adidas Cross Country Challenge. You know, sure, Wake Med, you know, very fast course, you know, there's... There's a big hill you have to go up twice, but overall, I believe it's like a net downhill course. So overall, good course, but I mean, he took down a very competitive field as well. So I think Stewart's is going to be a guy to look out for. Hurricane. Yes. Not hurricane. Not hurricane. 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 Okay. Yeah. We won't make that mistake again. <laughs> yeah, and I was honestly pretty surprised at the times yeah, here me too. at Wake Med. I know it's I know it's fast, but I didn't know it was I that fast because yeah. like I've. I ran that course all through high school. Like I've seen some really fast, I've seen Caitlin Tui run there, like all that stuff. And you know, I've never seen, I don't think on the guy's side, like a, a time that crazy like that. And yeah. that many guys too, like underneath 15 minutes. Yeah, it's looking at times 10 years ago compared to now, Yeah, it's just a different time. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether that's a matter of just all of the sport is better or it's a little bit of yeah. the shoes. Um, I'm not quite sure, but something is happening and Wake Med is now fast. It's definitely fast. And I think, you know, looking at this on the girls' side, Cardinal Gibbons, yet mm -hmm. again, dominant. Dominant win here. Hannah Ray Sheffer, dominant individual win. Uh, you know, I think looking forward to the postseason in North Carolina, I think Cuthbertson has to be a little scared at this yeah. point. Or concerned. Maybe not scared, but concerned yeah. of Gibbons because... Gibbons was 49 points off of Cuthbertson last year. They've gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. They're number three in the country right now at 5K average, 1806. Uh, and they're three, four, and five are only 10 seconds separated from one another, all under 19 minutes. See, that's the key there, right? You know, you have your three, four, and five all there right there together. That, that means that you're going to be able to have your three, you know, your last scores passing a whole bunch of people from other teams to getting, you know, better score. So Does Gibbons beat Cuthbertson this year? <sighs> You're going to put me on the spot for that? No, we can move forward. All right. <laughs> Ritzing through the nation, Addison Ritzenhain, historic course best at St. Frayne. What do you think happened here? Well, I kind of want to quote our Miles Split Colorado editor, Bobby Reyes, here. He texted us after this race, and he said, quote, Addison Ritzenhain will be top five at Nationals this year. Big statement, but I think, yeah. it's a, I think it's a legit statement. You know, she ran 1735 on a very tough course. 
Um, sub 18, I believe, has only happened there once before. She smashes the course record by nearly 20 seconds. And again, she's only a sophomore. So, you know, she is in, you know, it's still early season, but she's obviously showing that her fitness is there. And, you know, Bobby too said that she made it look like a walk in the park. Yeah, the proverbial jump, I think, there's no better year to make it than yeah. sophomore year for yeah. her. And quite clearly, she has made it with the St. Vrain. She was really good last year. And, mm -hmm. You know, she had a great season. Second state, top 10 at Regions, All-American at NXN. I think with her, you know, obviously having a famous father, running for a famous program, mm -hmm. it it's about, like, finding progression when you can get it and not overwhelming somebody like that. Um, all intents and purposes, it looks like she's she's really flowing nicely uh, through the whole transition of, of age and maturity and all that stuff. 60 sec 66 seconds better the last year on the same course um i think the biggest thing for me like watching her interview i think she's probably still getting comfortable with running at an elite level and trying to identify why yeah. and how um and you just have to learn that over time as you run more and more and and compete and win um and, and you get all this insight around you i think you know she'll start to sort of come to terms with i am this great athlete now how do i why am I doing it? What are the processes that keep getting me better? I think that's the thing that, and that's the good part about, you know, elite runners. We want to see all that stuff happen with Ritz and High, and I think uh, plenty of time to show it for her. All right, we're moving on to a new topic, uh, different than a couple weeks back. We're only going stock up this time. No stock down, learned from our mistakes here. Stock up, after further review, changing this entirely. Ashley, let's go to you first. Well, stock up for me, I'm going to begin with, I, we already mentioned him on the show, but Joshua Ruiz of Bell & Jesuit Prep. Again, he had never broken 15 minutes before for the 5K. He goes to the Southern Showcase in Huntsville, runs a U.S. number one, 1438.7, crushes that, you know, 15-minute mark by 20, you know, over 20 seconds. Like, that's just remarkable. I think he's going to be a guy we really have to watch going forward. I like that one. I'm going to go with the J. Sarah girls. I, I will admit I was <laughs> wrong about J. Sarah not being the best team in California. Right now, they are the best mm -hmm. team in California after a 17-flat average and uh, a second-place finish at Woodbridge. Their coach, Chase Fraser, said in a post-race interview that his team is looking to build upon last year's finish at you know just state, or state and nationals. I think that's sort of what they're hunting for, and they're really on a good path. Uh, so far. So Jay Sarah for me. All right, next one. And we already mentioned them again. Cardinal Gibbons girls. Again, I think we need to really emphasize here that they're really off to a historic start. You know, they opened up, I believe, at Knights Crossing in Virginia. Perfect score there to win. You don't see a perfect score in cross country very often. Then they stay in-house in Raleigh and go to Adidas and they destroy the field. And again, there were a lot of talented teams and even individuals in that field, a much bigger race there at Adidas and they scored only 45 points and they won the team race by nearly 70 points and I mean it helps too when your number one runner wins the race Hannah Ray Schaefer she wins overall at the mark of 17-18 so I think they're another team that we've probably underrated going into the season but I would expect them to definitely move up the rankings going forward yeah Bentonville's boys out of Arkansas last week published a story on Deer Creek out of Oklahoma they're trying to enter into the discussion of the top teams in the South region. Bentonville's on that same direct sort of street. They want to also move up the South region. They also want to unseat, an un, uh, unseat a Texas power down the season. I mean, 
they've won a lot of state championships in Arkansas. I think it's six straight now uh, in their division in the state. So the next, I think, the next step for them is getting past state, seeing if they can get to nationals as a team. And right now they're they're running amazingly well up front. Um, and James American Horse, you know, is kind of it almost feels like he's running a little conservatively to make sure he's running with his team mm-hmm. faster overall. So they're they're number two in the country in a five K average right now, fifteen twenty three. But really like their progression. My next stock up here, this was one I was kind of surprised to see this past weekend, but I think the stock is definitely up for this guy here. And that's Colin Whitaker out of Pennsylvania. He runs the second fastest 5K time in the whole, you know, Pennsylvania State history, which is pretty remarkable. You know, at the Adidas Cross Country Challenge, he plays second overall in the boys' championship race, two tie stewards. He runs 14.42. He is now only behind Gary Martin on the state history list. So the state record there is 14.24. But Whitaker makes the trip down to North Carolina and he gets that really fast mark. So that was pretty cool. And where did Gary Martin break his state best 5K mark? You're asking the wrong person. I running lane. I, I'm, oh, assuming, running lane. I'm assuming. Actually, yeah, that makes lane. sense because 1424, that's yeah. a pretty insane yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one here for stock up. I'm going to give it to two guys Marion's Dylan Nelly out of Illinois and Dana Hills's Evan Noonan. Uh, Noonan's having a great start to his season with his win at Woodbridge and the uh, reported last mile time of 417 to finish off the boys sweepstakes race i mean he that's insane number like, number three time three mile time in history four four seventeen. go on just imagine running 417 in your last mile of a three mile cross country race yeah. like i just yeah. like you don't see that very often at all again because it's the last mile not the opening mile yeah. the last the last the mile. last mile yeah, yeah. The Woodbridge split actually had him at 4.08, but it was reported oh, that yeah. it was 4.17. So, yeah, I was I was a little surprised, too. I was mm-hmm. like, what? He's got some leg speed. Yeah, yeah. but Noonan in California, and then Nally in Illinois. Props to him, because he went yeah. after the Detweiler record this this week at Richard Spring Invitational. And, and um, I'm going to read some excerpts from Tony Jones' story, because they're, they're great. I love mm-hmm. it. I love the writing. The buzz among the massive crowd was stirring as Nally bolted ahead of the 600-plus field size. He hit the opening mile, half mile around 210, and the first mile in 429. With his father barking out instructions to keep the pressure on, Nally entered the Bermuda Triangle with his foot squarely on the gas pedal. He ended up running 14 flat. But if we look at Nally now compared to Josh Methner in 2019, uh, or 2019, yeah, Methner was roughly like 12 seconds slower at this point on, on the same course and he ended up with top three mile time in Detweiler history at the end of the season so really thanks Nally has some some time to get better and maybe go after that time yet again come state all right top three national contenders at this very moment who are the girls for you okay I feel like my top two are like pretty maybe one's a hot take pretty solid and then the third one I'll have to explain my number one is Jane Hendegren. I feel like it's pretty safe to say right now, and even going into the season, right, I think we, a lot of us, most of us all believe like she is going to be up there and being one of the favorites to be a national title contender. And, you know, she won Woodbridge last weekend fastest three mile in high school cross country history. So I feel like that's a safe bet right there. Yeah. Number two, again, Elizabeth Liefman, you know, like obviously she's already ran really fast and has those races underneath her belt early on in the season, but I'm going to put my bet on her that that's going to carry on through the season because, I mean, when you run the second fastest three-mile time in history, I feel like that's got to put you up there in the conversation as well. Now, my third one, 
maybe it's a hot take, but now I'm thinking about it now. Maybe it's not. I think Peyton Godsey of Oaks Christian in California will be a national title contender as well. Now she finished, I believe, 15th at Woodbridge this past weekend, so maybe not quite the performance she was looking for. Right. But we saw her run, you know, at running lane last year. We saw, we've seen what she's done at the California State Meet, and I think she's one where she always is able to put together a good race come end of season at whether it's states or nationals. So I think you're going to have to watch out for Peyton Godsey. I'll offer two girls here. Okay. What your thoughts on okay. Rachel Forsyth, Ann Arbor <sighs> Pioneer. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then Sadie. Yeah, I feel like I, I thought about putting Sadie on this list, but I'm like, man, then I'm just going to put the top three from Woodbridge, and like that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I had to throw in a. a well, Godsey ran at Woodbridge. Yeah, but she finished outside of the top three. Okay. That would have been the top three at Woodbridge okay. on my All right. list. But All right. Sadie always has to be in the conversation. She's a gamer. You know, she's always going to be one of those top athletes. And I like Rachel Forsyth as well. She just ran, yeah. I believe, a 153 speed rating out at the MSU Spartan Invitational yeah. over the weekend. I do think Hedengren probably is the girl to beat at this point yeah. um, based on everything that we've seen over the last six months. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I do like that list. It, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, to come up with those, the, yeah. those names. Sorry. On the boys' side... Here, here are the guys that I'm going to go with, and obviously I want your thoughts too. Mm -hmm. Daniel Simmons of American Fork, I think uh, the guy everybody's trying to beat, prohibitive favorite to win nationals. Clay Shively of Wichita Trinity opened his season at Olathe West with a remarkable time. Uh, state best Kansas, 14-41, I think. Uh, and then Dylan Alley. After this weekend, I mean, hey, why not? Mether won a national title the same year he he mm -hmm. set the Detweiler record. If Nally keeps on that that road, I think he has a chance. I mean, Midwestern athletes at Foot Locker have had great strength and a great history there. Um, if we're thinking NXN or Foot Locker, we're kind of mm -hmm. like hedging the bets here. But what are your what are your thoughts? I actually think that's a pretty solid list. I think. Obviously, your guy, number one, Danny Simmons. I think he's definitely, kind of like Jane, he's definitely the favorite. I love the Clay Shively pick because I think he was underrated going into this season, but he literally almost broke four minutes in the mile during the spring, so I yeah. think that's a good pick as well, and he's already opened up really well. I like Dylan there, too. I think that's a good, like, you know, he has a really good performance, and it's showing that he could probably run really fast come end of season. I'll throw out, I'm trying to look at some more, a list here and throw out some other names. <laughs> How about... Okay, Drew Griffith. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think he, this is going to be his year. Decola's gone. This is, he can lead the state here, potentially. My one worry with PA guys is they don't face the talent yeah. needed. Once they get to the national race, that's mm -hmm. going to be like, all right, I've, I've, I've gr like grinded against the yeah. best. I know what it felt like to lose or to win, and I'm going to tap into that again. Yeah. I feel like those sometimes those guys get to the highest meets and they're like, I'm on a different level now, and they're like, oh, what, what do I do? So I worry a little bit about like experience, but he did run a full locker last year, so um, maybe. Maybe him, maybe. Now I'm just looking at a list, and it's like there's so <laughs> many guys here that are <laughs> like the same. What's your next best hope? My next best hope? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm really liking Ty Stewart's after his run. Okay. He's usually usually does really well i think when it comes to nationals he's a gamer it's i think it's possible uh, yeah. irene won yeah. nxn out of west virginia last year um we'll see we'll see yeah. i think i think there are a lot of guys that probably if they are going to compete for a national title mm -hmm. they might not be expected yeah they're not gonna be names that we like know ahead of time you know i feel like compared to last year i feel like last year there were a lot of 
like maybe like a solid five names on the guy side that were like, all right, these are the guys that they're not going to be, they're going right. to be top five in nationals. But I feel like this year it's like you have Danny Simmons and then almost it's like the rest of the field, like you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move to the National Meet of the Week. It's the Wingfoot XE Classic in Cartersville. Returns for the eighth season. It, uh, it's the eighth time they're racing there at that, that meet out in, out in the fields, uh, hosted by the Atlanta Track Club. Um, last year I was at this race and I saw what they were able to do on Friday night. It was an absolute party, absolute DJ uh, vibes all over the place. It was great. And they went up until like 11 p.m. It was crazy that they were, all these kids were still dancing on like Friday night. It was it was insane. Uh, DJ rocks long into the night. Uh, Georgia's top contenders will be there. Over 5,300 athletes are scheduled to run Friday and Saturday at the Wingfoot XC Classic. Let's start with the top storyline our eyes are on heading into the race, Ashley. Well, going into this, I think the biggest storyline has to be, you know, Claire Stegall is going to be in this race at Wingfoot. She's from, you know, out of Tennessee, incredible talent, one of the top girls in the country. She's going to be making her cross-country season debut. She had a stellar track season in the spring where she ran 209 for 800, 439 for the mile, and then last year she ran 1708 for 5K. And, you know, she's not only, I think, going to look to win this race, but I think she's going to look to put up a really solid time as well. Again, this is her season, season opener, but this is, a, you know, going to be a great field for her to compete against. But, you know, she won't be alone either. There will be other challengers there, I believe. Ruby Little won the, the title last year. She'll be back, so your defending champion is back. And then Caitlin Dollar of Creekview, she's also gone consistently around 1730 for 5K, so she could potentially be a challenger as well. Really excited to see Claire. Me run. too. I'm a big, big fan of her. I think she'll get after it. Do we? We'll get into the the, the records uh, shortly. Yes. But uh, on my side of things, I think that one of the bigger storylines on that same race, the girls' race, is probably the, the amount of top teams entered uh, in Georgia. Number one 5K average right now is entered Marist Girls, eighteen fifty four. Number three team uh, based on average Pace Academy 1901 and then we have number four Pope number five Walton and number seven Blessed Trinity so it's going to be a pretty stacked race all around um, over 200 athletes you know in in the championship field there and I think we'll get really really good team battle that could have some ramifications down the line in Georgia now Georgia has seven classifications so they probably don't all face each other at the state championships but all that being said it's going to be a great great race team title last year on the girls side decided by just nine points so you know historically this 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 race really gets down to the wire um so that's one thing we're going to watch out for now course records on the girls side yes what do you think stagall does if she wins well let me throw this out there the course record kelsey camille you know at nc state now was mm -hmm. a very you know new york legend back in the day Course record 1717. Well, we know Claire Segal has a 1708 5K best. So, I mean, and sure, it's her season opener, but like, why not? Like, I mean, I think she's definitely, if anyone can challenge that record, it's going to be Claire because I think she has, especially, I mean, if it comes down to the end in a foot race and she's really trying to go after her course record, she has that 439 mile speed underneath her. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like I'm not going to say yes, absolutely, it's going to go down, but I think there is a solid chance. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about the course, Sam Smith Park. Mm -hmm. It's fast-ish. Fast-ish? Yes. Okay, I, I think I know what you're getting at, yeah. Mm -hmm. 17, 17 is fast. Yeah, but it's not sub-17. Right, yeah. 14.50 is fast on the guy's side, but yeah. you know, people have run faster. Yep. Um, a lot of turns, 
uh, I think it's two laps. Mostly, it kind of comes back around. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't give you a like any long you sections. You can't always just, accelerate. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and and there are obviously some hills and some even hay bales and things like that. So it it's fast-ish. Um, so I'll say that I I that being said, I I think Seagal will go after seventeen yeah. minutes. Yeah, I agree. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it done by multiple girls, and she's really talented, so I could definitely see her going after that. On the guy's side, Tommy Latham is the guy to beat from Marist. He comes in, see it at 14.41. He's gone sub-15 in his first two races already this season. He's 20 seconds faster than the next best seed. You're seeing this race play out from last year. That's Joe Sapone uh, and our guy from Auburn. Um, who's now at Auburn. Uh, great race last year. Now, as I said, um, fast-ish course, but I think Latham is really capable to go after Jacob McLeod's 15 or 14.50 record from 2018. Um, McLeod was a good guy in high school, ended up getting the Foot Locker Nationals. 14.50 ended up being the fastest time he ran that year. The same with Sam Bowers, who ran just three hundredths of a second slower than him in that same race. Um, very fast race. Uh, Sapone last year ran 15.06, but it was a battle uh, overall. Latham's going to be by himself, and the only deterrent here, maybe, is that he's run super fast already, and True. you're allowed to have a downtime. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to have one kind of off moment. Um, that being said, I think he's going to win the race, and uh, Maris has a opportunity to win the team title, too, and It'll just be a, a fun overall experience, Winkfoot XC yeah. Classic. They make it a party out there. I also think Will Sumner's going to be there. He he, really? he uh IG'd about oh. it. He's like, hey, fam, I'm going to be at Winkfoot XC Classic. There you go. <laughs> He's an Adidas athlete now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think I saw Will Sumner's going to be there. So Interesting. it'll be fun. Yeah, there'll be, be some fun. pros there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's uh, this episode of On the Line. Thanks for tuning in. We should be back next week with more high school cross-country news and everything you need to know. Thanks for watching.